Welcome to my podcast. My name is Andre Tyson, Om for Positive Vibe. Um, I just want to welcome each and every one of you guys to my podcast. Uh, you guys are in for a treat. I'm basically going to continue on the segment. Uh, just talking about the life of Bob Marley. Um, his movie is now out. One Love, I saw it. Um, I really enjoyed that movie. Um, you know, you get mixed reviews. Some people like it, some people don't. But in any case, you know, wanted to support, um, you know, the movie and uh, the industry, you know, and um, it's just the story and uh, have that respect for those that are trying to portray the story. And um, yeah, everything that basically have to do with that particular segment. Um, The last episode was just talking about um, some of the aspect of Bob Marley life, the band and everything like that. So I'm basically going to pick up where I left off. But before I do that, you know, I just want to represent Jamaica and the culture. And I just have the perfect song that really, you know, describe uh, just the feeling how I feel today. Um, I was just so excited talking to some about my podcast and some of the things I was doing. And um, it just so happened that, you know, I called a person and they were so excited just to found someone like me. And they were so um oh my gosh just words could not describe just how i feel knowing that someone was excited um about just the quality of content that i've put out and i've put so much stuff out that sometimes i don't even know which episode people are gonna like you know but it just kind of like fired me up to say okay you know what i just want to keep on going and i've got enough feedback to know that the things that i'm doing is definitely making an impact And I just want to continue, you know, even though I'm busy with all the different things that I'm trying to put out, but I'm always going to make time for my podcast because I have my listeners um, that have been with me since day one and they look forward to the things that I'm doing. So I just want to say thank you guys. I appreciate each and every one of you. So any further ado, I definitely want to just start off with this song right here. And it's just talking about, you know, the line of my birth. This is um, just talking about. Well, I'm passionate about Jamaica, so here we go. Bye. 
And that's it right there, you know, it's just uh, one of those old hits, they call those. But the idea is just like, you know, the beat, the melody, and um, at this time, but this is the land of my birth. And a lot of people are, you know, proud Jamaican, passionate Jamaican, they're just passionate about the island, just the culture and everything like that. And so that's kind of what I wanted to start off with. So I'm just going to pick up where I left off. And in this segment, definitely going to talk about the, the early the early years of Bob Marley uh, music career. So I'm going to talk about the segment from um, 1962 to 1972. So in February of 1962, uh, Marley founded, um, he basically uh, recorded four songs. Um, one of those songs was Judge Not, One Cup of Cop One Cup of Coffee, Do You Still Love Me? and Tara. Um, at the federal uh, studio for local music uh, producer Leslie Kong. And three of the songs were released on Beverly's uh, with one cup of coffee being released under the uh, Bobby um, Martell. And then in nineteen sixty three um, Bob Marley, Bunny Whalers, Peter Touch, and Junior Braid, um, Beverly Kelso, and Cheryl Smith were called the Teenagers. So that was the group that they had. They later changed the name to the Whaling uh, Rude Boys, then to the Whaling Whalers, at which point they were discovered by record producer Coxon Doc. And finally to the Whalers, their single Simmer Down for the Coxone label became the Jamaica number one, became number one in Jamaica, Simmer Down. Um, and in February 1964, selling an estimate of 70,000 copy, the Whalers now regularly record for Studio One, uh, found himself working with established Jamaican musicians such as Ernest Wrangling um, and It Hurts to Be Alone, the keyboardist Jackie Minto, and the saxophonist uh, Ronald Alfonso. So by 1966, uh, Brainweight Kelso and Smith had left the Whalers, leaving the uh, core trio of Bob Marley, Bunny Whaler, and Peter Touch. In 1966, Marley married uh, Rita Anderson and moved near his mother residence in Wilmington, Delaware in the United States for a short time. During which he worked as a depot or depot or depot lab assistant on the assembly line as a forklift operator at a Chrysler plant in nearby Newark under the alias Donald Marley. Though raised as a Catholic, Marley became interested in Rastafarian belief in the 1960s. When away from his modern influence, after returning to Jamaica, Marley formally converted to Rastafarian and began to grow his dreadlocks. After a financial disagreement with Dab Marley and his band um, team up with Lee Scratch Perry and his studio band, the upsetter. Although the alliance lasted less than a year, they recorded what many consider the Whalers' finest work. Marley and Perry split after a dispute regarding 
an assignment of recording rights, but they would continue to work together. In 1969 brought another change to Jamaican popular music in which the beat slowed down even further. The new beat was a slow steady tickering rhythm that was first heard on the Mantel song Do the Reggae. Marley approached producer Leslie Kong who was regarded as one of the major developers of the reggae sound for the recording. Kong combined the whalers with a studio musician called Beverly All-Star which consists of the bassist Lyde Parks, Jackie ja Jackson the drummer, uh, Paul Douglas the keyboard player, Gladson Wright and the track record in the session illustrate the whaler earliest effort in new reggae style Gone are the ska, trumpet and saxophonist of their early song with the instrumental break now being played by um, the electric guitar. The song's record would be released as an album The Best of the Wailers, including tracks like um, Soul Shakedown Party, Stop That Train, Caution, Go tell on the mountain, soon come, can't you see, soul captive, cheer up, back out, and do it twice. Between 1968 and 1972, Bob and Rita, Rita Peter Touch, Bunny Whalers, recounted some old track with Jack Record in Kingston and London in an attempt to com com commercialize the Whalers sound. Bunny later asserted that those songs should never be released on an album. They were just demos for record for for record um, companies to listen to. In 1968, Bob and Rita visit songwriter Jimmy Norman at his apartment in the Bronx. So Norman had written the extended lyrics for Kai uh, Winds, "Time Is on My Side." covered by the Rolling Stones and had also written for Johnny Nash and Jimi Hendrix. A three-day jam session with Norman and others included Norman co-write Al Fifron result in a 24-minute tape of Marley performing several of his own and Norman um, composition. This tape is according to reggae um, Roger Stephan, where that it was influenced by pop rather than reggae as part of an effort to break Marley into the U.S. chart. According to an article in the New York Times, Marley experimented on the tape with different sound, adopting a doo-wop style and stay with me on the slow love song style of the 1960 artist and splash for splash an artist yet to to establish himself outside his native jamaican marlin lived in ridgemont garden bloomsbury during um, 1972 so now we're gonna look from 1972 to 1974 where bob marlin moved to island records 
1972, Bob Marley signed with CBS Record in London and embarked on a UK tour with soul singer Johnny Nash. While in London, the Whalers asked their road manager, Brent Clark, into, um, to introduce them to Chris um, Brockwell, Blackwell, who had licensed some of their Coxone release for their island record. The, the Whalers intended to discuss the royalties um, associated with these release. Instead, the meeting resulted in the offer of an advance £4,000 to record an album. Since Jimmy Cliff, Island top reggae star, had recently left the label, Blackwell was prime for a replacement. In Marley, Blackwell recognized the element needed to snare the rock audience. I was dealing with rock music, which was really um, rebel music. I felt that would really be the way to break Jamaican music. But you needed someone who could be that image. When Bob walked in, he really was the image. The, whal the Whalers returned to Jamaica to record at Henry's J, or Harry J's in Kingston, which resulted in the album Catch a Fire. Primary record on the A track Catch a Fire marked the first time a reggae band had access to a state of the art studio where a accorded the same care as their rock and roll peers. Blackwell desired to create more of a drifting hypnotic type feel than a reggae rhythm and restructed Marley mixes and arrangement. Marley traveled to London to supervise Blackwell overdubbing of the album at Island Studio which include tempering the mix from the bass heavy sound of Jamaican music and omitting two tracks. The Whalers first album for Ireland Catch a Fire was released worldwide in April 1973. Packaged like a rock record with a unique Zippo lighter lift top initially sell 14,000 unit. It received a positive critical reception. It was followed later that year by the album Burning, which included the song I Shot the Sheriff. Eric Clapton was given an album by his guitarist George Terry in the hope that he would enjoy it. Clapton was impressed and chose to record a cover version of I Shot the Sheriff, which became his first US hit since Layla. Two years earlier and reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100 on September 14, 1974. Many Jamaicans were not keen on the new reggae sound on Catch a Fire, but the Trenchtown style of burning found fans across both reggae and rock audience. During this period, Blackwell gifted his Kingston residence company headquarters at 56 Oak Road, then known as Island House, to Marley. Housing Tough Gong Studio, the property became not only Marley's office, but also 
is home. The Whalers were scheduled to open 17 show in the US for Sly and the Family Stone. After a few shows, the band were fired because they were more popular than the act they were opening for. The Whaler disbanded in 1974 with each of the three main members pursuing a solo career. So now we're going to talk about from 1974 to 1976 the lineup changes and shooting. Despite the breakup, Marley continued recording as Bob Marley and the Whaler. His new backing band included a brother Carlton and Austin, family man Barrett on drums and bass, um, respectively Junior Marvin and Al Anderson on lead guitar, Tyrone Dewey and Earl Wire, Lindo on keyboard and Alvin C.O. Patterson on percussion. The I-Tree consisting of Judy Mowat, Marcia Griffith and Marley's wife Rita. Provided backing vocal in 1975, Marley had his international breakthrough with his first hit outside of Jamaica with a live version of No Woman No Cry. From the live album, this was followed by his breakthrough album in the United States, Rastaman Vibration, which reached the top 50 of the Billboard Soul chart. And then on December um, 3rd, 1976, two days before Smile Jamaica, a free concert organized by the Jamaican Prime Minister Michael Manley in an attempt to ease tension between two Warren political groups. Bob Marley, Rita and manager Don Taylor were wounded in an assault by an unknown gunman inside Marley's home. Taylor and Rita sustained serious injury but later made full recovery. Bob Marley received minor wounds in the chest and arm. The attempt on his life was thought to have been politically motivated as many felt the concert was really a support rally for Manley. Nonetheless, the concert proceeded and an injured Marley perform was scheduled. Two days after the attempt, the member of the group Zapau played as Bob Marley backup band before a festive crowd of 80,000 while a member of the whaler were still missing or in hiding. And this, uh, that's it for this segment. Um, basically, the next segment that I'm going to do, I'm going to pick up uh, when Bob Marley was um, left Jamaica and it basically was in exile, you know, to England. And that was a period of 1976 to 1979. Um, but that's uh, kind of what I want to basically share for this segment. Um, I also want to talk about just right now in Jamaica, um, it's election season and they're about to vote for um, a new leader. Uh, I know it was a local election, so they probably have um, different MP and, and stuff like that. So um, we'll see how, you know, what's the final outcome of that uh, election. But I just want to say this, you know, um, I think the people have an opportunity 
to look around and see what's going on and they can make a, a good decision and how to um, what's going to be the best leader that's going to move the island forward in a positive way and so I got to say you know I uh, just wish everyone all the best hope everyone stays safe and you know while you're visiting Jamaica you know hope you have a great time and you can go back to wherever you come from and really share your experience um, with your friends family co-worker because Jamaica is still one of the most beautiful places to go um, and I definitely um, I'm so excited about you know, growing up in Jamaica you know spending vacation in Jamaica and you know sharing that experience with my friends and uh, family co-worker people that I care about and that's it that's all I have to share for this segment uh, don't forget to uh, check out my books on Amazon.com and at SilverStreetMedia.com. And I also have some apparel on my other website that I'm actually going to post up. Um, and that's uh, that website is called Motivision, uh, where I have shirts, ads, and all these different things, you know. So that's it for this segment. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye now.